Hello and welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle and I'm from the Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin and I'm just a bookish babe. And we have a funny story, as if we don't always. I feel like, oh, you know, this has actually only happened once before, or yeah. twice, I think, but it was recent. So <laughs> we're just, it's fresh in our memories. Um, we actually recorded this introduction yesterday. But it didn't work, so we're recording it again. <laughs> and instead of recording it again last night, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, let's go watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> yes, so completely topical. That's yeah. the first thing we're going to discuss. So we started watching season three together last night. And oh, it is so, so, so good. I mean, so season good. two is such a cliffhanger. And like, then, literally. Like, so literally a cliffhanger and then it just picks up and oh the songs the songs are so good I, I feel like I got to the point yesterday where I was probably so annoying because every time I started singing I was like this one's like from Beauty and the Beast this one's like from Les Mis this one's like from Chicago I was like oh Michelle hates me no I, no, I didn't no I love that they did like they did musical ones. They did oh, quite specific ones actually. And Sometimes like you can tell what and well. the singing in the rain one, yeah. Like that was very inspired and, by that. Exactly. Um, and it's not yeah, always as obvious or sometimes they had a hairspray one. They did sort of have a hairspray sounding one. The only one that was like the odd one out then is was like the girls' time one that they were doing. Yeah. And they were like in the eighties power suits and stuff. So like. you could still tell what it was. It was like an eighties ladies ballad sort of thing. Yeah, but, but it was wasn't that like a music it wasn't a musical one unless you Rock of Ages or whatever. But it's that's well, a jukebox what's, musical. What's that other one um with the weird name that's like Amaze did it or not Amaze, Heights did it. Amaze. Xanadu. Xanadu, that's right. That's more disco stuff. Yeah. I think it's more disco. But mm. anyway. Um, you know, we just had a lot of fun sort of recognising the songs because oh, we yeah. also both really, really loved, um, there was a, well, like Frankie Valley, Jersey Boys, you know, call it what you want sort yeah, of in, episode where there was like the a narrator. Wins, yeah. It was the Devil Wins and he was like a Devil Frankie Valley narrator. It was amazing. Yeah, so that good. was really good. I loved that episode. And my favourite thing about that episode was that's when she gets stuck in the lift with Nathaniel yes. and they're talking about Hogwarts houses and he's like, lots of people just say they're Gryffindor, but actually they're just too afraid to say what they really want, like what yeah. they really think they are. And all the Harry Potter talk, I was just like, oh, yes, I love I you, Nathaniel. Please get together with Rebecca. I know. We actually really like Nathaniel. Yeah, we really like Nathaniel. Josh Chan must be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, really loving the new season. So. Yeah. Top so, marks. So good. Mm. Um, and then the other TV I've been watching, almost as crazy um is the third season of fourth season sorry of jane the virgin which i we all know i enjoy so <laughs> visually storyline you know my thoughts and things so that's okay um what have you been watching recently um jack and i watched marcella season two which mm -hmm. we were like waiting for it was very good but oh my goodness it was really creepy oh was it really creepy it had had a lot to do with kids and stuff this season it oh was... my god no so you know like on a crime show where there's like a case and it's like oh someone's so murdered somebody or someone's so broken into the bank or whatever it is mm. but then it's like oh yeah this guy murdered like a seven-year-old you're like no he no. must be 
in no. jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, it was really, um, it was a really bizarre sort of show. Um, the ending was really uh, intense. That's how I describe it. Intense. So I don't know if there's going to be another season. It was kind of open ended. Could go either way. Um, yeah, really intense ending. Mm-hmm. Um, on a fun side, I've been watching Rake season four. Um, I really hope there's a season five coming soon. I think maybe this year. Uh, Rake is starring Richard Roxburgh. Oh, he's so good. He is just, he is Cleaver Green, the most uh, unlawful like the, barrister, like the, worst the worst barrister. Yeah. But he's actually like a really good lawyer. He's just never follows the rules. He used to do drugs. He had gambling debts. He's been in jail for murder. Like it's just. It's such a good show. It has mm-hmm. such a good cast of Australian characters as well. Like, it's it's really clever. And you have, like, little mini cases that he'll work on each time. Or there'll be, like, different threads that tie it all together. And, yeah, very clever. Great storytelling. That's good. Yeah. Um, what about your reading? What are you currently reading? I am rereading Codename Bury mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Wayne. It's World War Two book about female pilots. Um, who ferry the planes between airfields for the fighters to fly. Um, It is one of my favourite books of all time. It's just gorgeous. But it's been probably five years since I read it. Mm. So I actually can't remember all the details. You know, like, I know the main plot points. Interesting how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, I can't... And I... as soon as I started reading it again, it felt very familiar, but I've forgotten enough that it's still a surprise with the plot twists and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of good. good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You like, wouldn't want to be bored with it. No, it. no, I really, I really do love it. And it just kind of cements my love for it. It's beautiful writing. It's a beautiful book about friendship and female friendship in particular. And also I love any war book that, um, focuses on an element of the war that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So in this case, female pilots um, who were civilian volunteers. Yeah, that is fascinating. That is the interesting thing about lots of historic, like historical fiction that surrounds mainly Second World War, but also the First World War. Mm-hmm. It's just, just there's so many sides to tell. Yeah, well, like even when we were reading The Lace Weaver earlier mm-hmm. this year by Lauren Tater, like. That was something that I had never, ever known about. I've not known nothing about Estonia until I read yeah. that book. So that was another really interesting element and a different side. And actually, if anyone who likes Codename Verity or The Lace We Will, and if you haven't read the other one, check them out because they're both kind of similar in terms of their themes and the storytelling and they're both a bit upsetting but really good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, well, I just finished uh, We Are Young by Kat Clark, which oh. you lended me. Yes. And I did not like it as much as you did. No, but you still liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I just, I think I probably didn't read it quick enough or I might not have been in the right headspace to really appreciate it. Um, but I don't know, I do kind of think that. I think it just kind of took a while to get to what was actually going on. Mm. There's a lot in the beginning of the books that I was like, oh, how much am I going to give this? Yeah. And then something would happen and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I'll keep going. And then I'd be like, oh, how much longer am I going to keep reading? Like, 
Um, but see, that's fair. Monica be- literally said to me, she was like, what's your cutoff? She was like, if you're not enjoying it, when do you stop reading? Well, literally, we've had this discussion slash argument of, a couple of, of times because you don't, you don't, Dina, I'll give it like, if I don't like it in a few chapters, I'm mm. like, eh, done. Um, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just one of those books that's kind of like, like for me, yeah. it's like solid three-star read. Weren't reading yeah. again. Like, yeah. But didn't hate it, didn't like, love it. Like, see, that's how I, see, I didn't. You know, I didn't keep persisting with reading Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda, mm. even though I loved the movie. But I tried to read it probably not in the right headspace because I was doing uni, but also it felt like I was like, oh my god, there's so many characters. Who's who's who? Like I just mm. I only got like ten pages in, but it's because I think I find it hard when you're just chucked into a situation in a novel with like lots of dialogue and and people and I was like oh, I, d- I don't know who any of these people oh, are see, I and really I didn't like that <laughs> and I didn't have time to like find out what was going on and I felt a bit confused so I just gave up on it um oh, but no, I think I, like I might try it again like when you read something and you sort of have to, I like that when you have to read it and think oh is this the friend or is this the brother and then you're sort of piecing it together if it's a bit too Oh, I don't If it like takes that. its time to introduce all the characters, I'm like, get a move on. <laughs> See, this is really interesting, though, because yeah, I Yeah, we haven't really had that yeah. discussion before, but anyway. Yeah, and, right. you know, we're kind of similar in, in the things we like to read before, so I guess I, guess I looked at it. just a difference in some of the styles of books we read as yeah, well. Yeah, because I looked at the content and was like, oh my god, you love this, like, it's really contemporary and, mm. um, you know, you'd really like it, but, yeah, I guess that the writing and maybe style it's just is always the style. different. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that's a nice little yeah, point too. Interesting. Let us know what you think if you're listening and you're like, these guys are really weird. I love books like this, or I love books like that. Yeah. So yeah, let us know what um what you think about that too. <laughs> yes, please do, and then we'll just get straight on to our interview. So we're really excited this week. We have someone who is from the bookshop, just like our dream job. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> This week we're getting an insight into one of Sydney's favourite bookshops, Better Read Than Dead. This thriving store has been welcoming book lovers for nearly two decades. The floor-to-ceiling shelves are a bibliophile's dream and the store prides itself on specialised knowledge and friendly customer service. Lonely Planet has even named Better Read Than Dead their favourite Sydney bookshop. Welcome, Misha, to Better Words. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank Uh, you for bearing with us through some technical dramas. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Book people are always bad with technology. <laughs> yeah. I know. We prefer paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your um, your role with Better Red and um, I guess kind of explain the store a little bit more for people who haven't had the pleasure of visiting. Yeah. So um, I'm one of the kids specialists at Better Red. So I deal um, mainly in the children's section with like the young adult and the picture books and the kids books and things like that. Um, and I also run quite a lot of the events and book clubs that we have going on in the shop um, because we really like to have a kind of sense of community and build up the book community um, in the area. So that's basically what we're all about. Oh, excellent. And how long have you been working there? Um, I've been working here for nine years. Yeah. That is yeah. so cool. So I started <laughs> when I was about 14 or 15 I think um in the shop just doing random odd jobs on the weekend and then I kind of worked my way up and now I'm here uh, quite a lot (laughs) (laughs) 
That sounds lovely. I can't think of a nicer place to work, actually. Like, what a beautiful day to be surrounded by books. You probably get that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a dream. (laughs) It is is pretty much like a dream job, though. You know, being surrounded by books all day, building up your to-read file. Oh, yeah, sure. We're going to talk about that a little later on, actually. Um, But, like, be honest, what's the worst part? Because there's got to be a downside <laughs> to every job. <laughs> um, the downside is probably the um, some strange customers we get. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! Yes, we, we're going to talk about this later. We yeah. want yes, you, yes. <laughs> there's quite a lot of customer stories. We actually have um, a folder saved on the computer that's called Better at Snatches, and it's just everything that we overhear from customers when they're in the shop. <laughs> We probably shouldn't be saying this. It's probably people will never speak in the shop again. But <laughs> this is the kind of thing that turns into a bestseller that they you can sell. In yeah, the like store. Jen, Jen Campbell's weird things customers say in bookshops. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a question a bit later. But before we actually, maybe we should just talk about that now. Yeah. So we we would love to hear your version of weird things customers say in bookshops. Oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, oh, there's so many things. I guess, like, one of the funny things is when um, customers get, like, book things wrong and they think they're right. Um, <gasps> this was going to be another question I was going to ask you. Oh, was okay, it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, so one of the ones we've had was um, someone asked me if we had Frankenstein and I said that we didn't have it at the moment, sorry, we were sold out. And they, then their friend next to them, said oh my gosh how can you not have read Jane Austen that's such a classic and I'm like, I was just thinking to myself like who is this nutcase that thinks Frankenstein is written by Jane Austen <laughs> maybe they got confused with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies maybe yeah <laughs> we have also been we've also been asked if we have the new book by Jane Austen before <laughs> As in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, well, I'm not sure what they meant. like people looking for oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, if you do, you guys would be famous. Yeah, exactly. We'd be on the map. <laughs> Dead woman writing a book. That's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, any other weird things? Um, oh, there's so many. I guess, like, there's, you know, the main one, that kind of customers come in and ask if we've got, um, a book that they saw on display three months ago and then when you do all the like searching for them and you actually find out what it was you realize that we never actually had it and they were in the wrong bookshop oh. <laughs> yeah that's a fun one yeah and yeah. do you get the classic like I want this book um and it's blue and it's by a woman and yep. um that's all I know about it yeah we get that so often or like oh there was this book and it was like reviewed in the paper and then you're kind of like which paper was it so then you can kind of try try and track it down and then they say oh I'm not sure it was in one of the papers like maybe two three weeks ago oh (laughs) god yeah and they just expect you to know like off the top of your head I know I think it's so those people mustn't realize how many books there are in the world well I mean Book, book nerds do have magical powers, so you should just know. Yeah, you should just know, right? We should have a like yeah. book in our head of every book that's ever been written. Yeah, gosh, that would be cool, yeah, wouldn't it? It would be cool. 
Um, one I was going to ask you about, I guess that sort of thing is, is there something that's really common that people get wrong all the time? Like, like the Jane Austen writing Frankenstein thing. Like, is there something like that, that you just find that so many people get wrong or pronounce wrong, maybe? Um, um, not, there's not really a common trend, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in particular that, like, is constantly got, being gotten wrong, you know. Is there something at the moment that's um, kind of been happening recently? Um, oh, yes. One of the big things at the moment is because there's a lot of film adaptations out, um, people often come in and say, do we have the book that's based on the film, you know, whatever the <laughs> film is, and we're like, um, the book was written first. Like, don't you know that? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, or maybe one that isn't actually an adaptation and yeah. you're like, mm, there's no book of that. Yeah, we've had that before as well. And you're sta- like you're standing at the counter Googling it thinking, maybe I'm crazy and there was a book, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be, it would be so funny to try and people would, you know, come in and say the wrong thing and you're trying to look it up and you're like, this book doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess these days there's lots of talk about online stores killing independent stores in every facet, like books and clothes and all those sorts of things. How do you guys thrive in an online age? Because you have a bit of a cult following. Yeah, I think that, I think that's a thing that kind of helps us in a way, because I think we're in a good area that has a kind of strong sense of community. So we don't really notice too much the rise of the online retailers which is a good thing um but one of the other things that customers do say is that um when they come in and ask for a book and then we spend you know quite a big chunk of our time hunting it down for them and then we say you know we can order it in for you they say oh that's all right i'll just buy it online (laughs) yeah but other than that we it's not it's not something we notice too much. I think we're in a good area for, um, you know, people wanting real physical copies of the books. Yeah, Newtown is very, very distinct like yeah. that, I think. And, like, obviously Melbourne has a very um, thriving indie bookstore yeah. scene as well with readings yeah. and Sun Bookshop and all those sorts of places that people just yeah, love. Exactly. Yeah, um, but... Obviously, you guys also do, like, events and stuff as well. Is that a way of, I guess, continuing that community theme, being more than just a bookshop and a place to actually, you know, explore and make friends and find new books? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, a big part of our building that sense of community around books and reading is, like, having all those events and book clubs. Like, we have at least three events a week pretty much. Wow. wow that's yeah, and we have 11 book clubs now um, with more on the way. So we're, we're doing pretty well in that department. And I think it's nice to create that sense of community around books and so that people actually do want to come into the shop. Wow. What kind of things, like when you say 11 book clubs, like are we talking like genres? Yeah. And- yeah like- so we have, um, we, we have a few. So I run two kids' book clubs. I run... Um, a primary school one and a young adult one for high school 
And we also have, we started a new one recently, which is Young Adult Book Club for Adults called Young at Heart, because we all love to read young adults. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we have like a sci-fi fantasy one. We have a Jane Austen one where we read all of those kind of like um, old classics um, written by really strong female authors at the time. Um, we have an Inquiring Minds one, which is um, a queer book club. Um, and we have we just started a poetry one actually as well. We have a French club. <laughs> we have so many different ones. Oh, awesome. you're making us really sad that we don't live in Newtown. <laughs> yeah, there's a book club for Pretty everybody. Much. I yeah. love it. Um, and can you give us any clues as to what you've got coming up? You mentioned there were some more on the way. Some more book clubs. Um, yeah, we're just starting a new one with um, a doctor actually who works in the local area. Um, it's, so it's going to be called Dr. Tash Book Club. Um, and they're mm-hmm. going to be reading like kind of books about health and fitness and that kind of thing um because that's a big trend at the moment in the area um we've also got like um the new one that we we are just starting to promote is um unspoken words book club which is our poetry one yeah Mm -hmm. and we're also starting some other um language book clubs so not written in other languages but um just so we're having like a japanese book club which would be like things like Murakami and all those kinds of ones. So that would be good. Yeah. Awesome. I think you should start like a Murderino book yeah. club with True Crime Yeah, and we, stuff. we have thought of that. It's just about finding someone to run it as well because um, we have so many staff members oh. running different clubs. We have to have someone who's into the crime ones to run that. So we'll have to find someone. Oh. That's so cool. I saw um actually my favorite murder girls posted. I think it might have been Powell's bookstore in mm. America. Um, but they had like they'd cut out, they had like Murderino book club, but with the magazine cutouts like the My Favorite Murder logo, and it was all oh, the books cool. that they talked about and stuff. So like and rule books and um any books to do with cases they'd covered on My Favorite Murder oh, that's and really stuff. Cool. And it was just really cool. Yeah. I love I love stuff like that when you know, you can really get people excited about, and it's just, it's literally just book collections, yeah. but um, that's sort of like, it's so lame, but this is what I, that's what I used to do is like the library prefect <laughs> is like, if there was a movie or something coming out in high school, I'd be like, I think we should do like a little display about like all the books that are like that or whatever. I just, yeah. I love that. I want to work <laughs> in a bookshop so bad. You should come and do our window display. <laughs> Because we do that for our windows, we have like themes. So we recently had reconciliation week, which was last week. So we did a themed window for that, and um, things like that. We always change the displays for to match what's going on. Oh, oh my god! So cool. I would love to work on window displays. <laughs> yes. Actually, we've talked about this before on this podcast about working in like retail and stuff, like doing like the front displays Mm. and like dressing the mannequins and that was a beautiful job we've talked about this before but um in scotland you can work in a bookshop for a week um as like you can go and stay in the town oh it's like an airbnb yeah it's an airbnb but instead of paying you work in the bookshop i want to do that so bad yeah i think it's in i'm hesitant to say the name i think it's wigtown which i think has the highest proportion of um 
independent bookstores in Scotland. It's a bit like Hay as well. Actually, um, have you followed any of like the hashtags or anything with bookstagrammers in Hay where they literally, it's just going and showing all the bookstores there so much love because Hay in Wales has like the highest number of stores in the UK or something. Yeah, it's so, I I just love like they had a bookstagram meetup there at the start of the month, I think, and I was just, I followed all the hashtag and all the people because I was like, I just have to see all the bookstores. And then I followed a couple of the the stores there and they have such strong followings and personalities. I'm like really excited to eventually go there one day and meet these people because I feel like I know them <laughs> through their bookstore page. Great. Uh, <laughs> Next trip, it. Yeah, so I think, I think it's, it's certainly like you guys sound like you're definitely a strong part of the community like that, which must be hard in a city like Sydney. Yeah, it is. It, it is hard, especially kind of competing. Well, not comp- we don't like to say competing, but we are essentially competing with, um, you know, other bookshops in the area and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's nice to try and, like, keep the sense of community up. And obviously, like, you'd have people coming from Newtown itself, but do you get a lot of people who, like, might travel to come to your bookshop specifically rather than just popping into their, like, local? Uh, Yeah, we do. Yeah, we get quite a few visitors, especially from overseas, I think, because you did mention that um, our bookshop is in one of the lonely planets. Um, And they do come in, quite a few people from overseas kind of, and browse like for hours and buy quite a few books at the same time and being like you know it's really nice to see a book like bookshop like this in Australia and but they buy lots of Australian fiction to take back home and things like that so it's it's really good to hear that people do that yeah as well I love that that they come and buy some Australian novels because oh we have so many amazing Australian authors we do, and Australian fiction is selling really, really well at the moment as well, which is good. Oh, good. That's so yeah. wonderful. I love that. Uh, what are the best sellers at the moment at Better Ed? Um, well, we we do sell a lot of books through our kind of – so we have Book of the Months. Um, so at the moment, um, one of our big bestsellers is a book called Eggshell Skull by Bree Lee. I'm just starting to see that everywhere on Instagram. Yes, yes. So it's our book of the month at the moment. And I happen to know that because I've been like stalking your page um, <laughs> because I've like I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, also a very high seller at the moment. It is a very high seller, yeah. <laughs> Caitlin's like, do not talk oh about my this God. book anymore. Oh, Michelle has talked about it in so obsessed. much. It's so good. <laughs> we actually um, what, um, we sold out of it like a couple of weeks ago and when it came back in we had people like running in and screaming like because they were so excited that it was back in store <laughs> like, oh my goodness <laughs> I must admit like when the news broke I'd been planning to read it but when the news broke that they captured um D'Angelo yeah. I rang the QBD store here which is our only bookstore and was like can you put this on hold for me please they only had two copies and I was like can I you please put this on hold for me I feel like it's gonna go very quickly yeah definitely um Um, what about and when it comes to young adults because obviously that's something you kind of specialize in yes um so I so I'm like kind of I run the young adult section and um Mm -hmm. I'm really kind of passionate about promoting um Love Oz YA um 
which is you're our kind of gal so are we (laughs) um so it's like a online kind of um hashtag trend that was created and now it's a kind of non-profit organization um Mm -hmm. and so yeah I really try and support them um and all young Aussie Australian authors so like one of my favorites that I've read recently was um Small Spaces by Sarah Epstein Oh, I've been seeing seen that, that. Yeah. everywhere. I really it looks want to read so that good. One. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like this really fast-paced thriller, um, like psychological thriller, and I couldn't decide whether I didn't want to read it at night because it was so creepy or whether I wanted to read it like into the early hours of the morning because I couldn't put it down. <laughs> I had a real yes. dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, where And any other ones that I guess that are coming out soon? that we should be keeping an eye out for that you think are going to be amazing? Yes. <laughs> I've got – I actually just got sent the, um, uh, like, reading copy of this one yesterday and I was jumping up and down squealing in the staff room because <laughs> I was so excited. Um, it's not an Australian one, but it's called The Surface Breaks by Louise O'Neill. <gasps> I'm so excited. This excited is one of the books. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the ones I want to buy while I'm in the UK, so preferably excited. in Ireland. So yeah, I was like literally stalking this book, if you can actually stalk a book, but um, <laughs> because it was only available overseas or like the release date was only up for overseas and I kept being like, when is it coming out in Australia? Because like we can't get it in the bookshop and we really need it. And then all of a sudden, um, like a few, mo- a few weeks ago even, um, Scholastic announced that they were releasing it in Australia and I was like so excited so I emailed them and asked for a reading copy because I needed it straight away <laughs> and it just arrived um, well done. <laughs> who publishes it in the UK? Scholastic as well yeah Scholastic. Oh, okay because um, my friend we'll cut this bit out but my friend Jasmine who I'm visiting in the UK works with David Fickling Books and I know they do all their Australian oh. releases through Scholastic oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, that yeah, I'm so excited. So if anyone doesn't know, The um, the Surface Breaks is a feminist retelling of The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. by Louise O'Neill, who wrote Only Ever Yours and Asking For It. And both like, okay, I haven't actually read Asking For It, but Only Ever Yours it's is incredible. incredible. And she actually just yeah, released and- another um, adult book recently called Almost Love. Yes, yeah. that's right. I, feel, yeah. I forgot about that. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. She is such a phenomenal person. I love – she writes a lot of opinion pieces as well and is very active in the feminist space. Yeah. And, yeah, I just love her. So it would be really cool to be able to buy her book in Ireland as well since she's Irish. Yes, that would be amazing. So, um, yeah, that's that's one. And, oh, the, the cover for it's it is gorgeous. magical. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So that one's coming out um, here in August. Um so ah, we will have excellent. lots of copies. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm really interested to learn a bit more about you and your reading habits. So obviously love Aussie YA, mm-hmm. but um, is there anyone in particular, any sort of you more of a contemporary fan or um, oh, any different genres? It's very strange because when it comes to young adult, I pretty much read any of it, um, even though <laughs> yeah. I kind of lean towards when I'm reading adult fiction more of a like historical fiction or um kind of like dystopia or fantasy kind of area but in young adult I tend to go for anything that comes out and <laughs> 
Um, have you kind of changed at all as a reader um, in your time working in the bookshop? I mean, since you've been working there, since you're a teenager, yeah. like I know I've changed a lot. Have yeah. you kind of expanded your reading because you work in a bookshop? Yeah, definitely. Like I used to read so much more narrowly when I was younger. Like um, it would only be like, yeah, fantasy, I guess. Um, and now I... And probably only like bestsellers, ones that you hear about. Yeah, ones that I hear about. So I, yeah. it's a lot easier when you work in a bookshop to kind of find the, the kind of underdogs of, um, of books. Um, and yeah, and um, yeah, you kind of find things that maybe not everyone has heard about or things that are a bit more um, out of your comfort zone in reading as well. And you, it ends up that you actually, some of those are my favourite books. Um, that I still kind of didn't have accepted to read. Mm, yeah, mm. I know. I love when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in such a like a book blogger bubble, and I'm sure you're sort of the same in that you work in an industry where everybody knows which books are coming out. So I'm really interested to know, like at a at a book selling level, what impact does an adaptation or an award really have on the sales of a book? Um. Quite a lot. Um, they tend to, if there's a film being released um, or if a book has won an award, they tend to go straight to our bestseller list. Um, but we do find that our bestseller list is always a nice mix of like the really um, popular ones that have won awards and things and a bit of a mix of our own kind of style as well. Um which is nice. We kind of have a nice mix of bestsellers. I mean, we we know all the books that are coming out and stuff yeah. like that. And then if you talk to someone else who just has a more casual, less obsessive yeah. interest in reading, um, you know, they're kind of happy. I'm just like, how yeah, do you not know pick, all this? To pick up the ones that are just on the bestseller list. Yeah. Or a, a new. The main <laughs> thing that bugs me when I go into a bookshop and I see like the new in and I'm like... That That's book was released like five years yeah. ago. It's not new. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we try and we try and keep our release table really up to date. <laughs> the interesting thing that adaptations brings, especially in the young adult sort mm. of area, is the movie cover. Yeah. Do you find yeah. that lots of people will come in and then not want the movie yes. cover? Pretty much everyone who buys a book in our shop does not want the movie cover. That's so interesting. Yeah, like, be like, you know, do you have, like, a recent one is um, The Bookshop just came out as a film and obviously, like, bookseller heaven. Um, and people keep coming and asking for it, but they don't want the film tying cover. They want other cover. And often it's not possible to get the other cover in while the film's out because they replace them all with the film tie-in cover. So you really have to be onto this stuff before it comes out yeah. as a film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is there any other adaptations coming out this year that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm, I'm not sure what's coming out, actually. I'm a bit behind on adaptations. <laughs> I have, like, totally dropped off the radar with movies and yeah, stuff coming out. Movies yeah, stuff, I kind yeah. of I tend yeah. to be in a bit of a book bubble and I forget that I can actually watch films as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so what do you think it is that is, I guess, the key to Better Red Than Dead success? Because as a small business, 20 years is a long mm-hmm. time. 
especially in a place like Sydney, like how, what is the key to the success and, you know, becoming a lonely planet, you know, marker yeah. and stuff like that? Um, I honestly think, well, one is our events program. I think that's a big part of keeping the industry kind of fresh and um, bringing more people in who wouldn't necessarily come in. Um, but I also think it's like a big part of what keeps us alive is how um, into our staff picks we are because um, we have such a our staff is wide variety of books um, and I think the thing that people say that is the best about our bookshop when they walk in is seeing like all of our staff picks on the wall and um, they know that um, if they look there they're going to get something good because our staff have chosen it um, and I love that. I yeah. love that new bookshops. Yeah. Seeing all the little notes yeah. on the shelves and being like staff pick of the month and like little <laughs> exactly. mini reviews and stuff. Yeah. I love it. And often um, we actually some staff actually have like a kind of fan base, like a following. So some some customers come in and they're like, We just want anything reviewed by like this staff member and then we will buy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, really so cool. cool. Do any of the staff have like blogs or booktube or anything like that yeah uh one of our staff members who also um works for harper collins is um she has a book blog but i can't remember what it's called sorry um have you ever considered doing a book blog or booktube or instagram um, or anything diving into yeah, this world? i started a book blog but it didn't really take off for me um but I do kind of um, have, like, I do a bookstagram, but through my own account. Um, so I'm always like kind of Instagramming about what I'm re- what I'm reading, and um, put I put some reviews up there and things like that. Oh, lovely! We'll definitely have to follow <laughs> you after this. <laughs> um, I'm really interested, though. Like, gosh, how do you cope with budgeting and working in that's a bookstore? A, yeah, how? that's a really difficult question. Um, <laughs> A lot of us find it very hard to budget, especially when it's like new release day and you are shelving all the new books that are coming in and we kind of tend to, well I do anyway, um, we tend to like shelve one and then put the other on our, um, on our to buy pile. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> um, uh, just like unboxing and being like, I'll take this, thank you. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's not going on the shelf going to my house (laughs) Um, but I suppose like we like we get compensated by getting quite a few free books as well like through the publishers sending us um you know proof copies or um reading copies of things Mm -hmm. um so we do we do have that benefit there (laughs) yeah um how do you go with unread books though because even like Caitlin and I get sent a few books and our bookshelves are just a bit out of control. So how do you go being surrounded by all the ones you want to buy? It's so easy to be like, I I, want to read everything and then not actually reading them. How do you go with that? Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, I tend to like read about half a buy just because you, you know, you're always like, I want to read that. I still want to read that. And then you can't keep up with it because there's so many of them. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's the eternal dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. too many books, not enough time. 
Oh, exactly. It'll just always be a problem. There's no point trying to solve it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. I'm I'm I am feeling good about getting on top of it. Like all the books I read in May were all ones that I'd bought and had some of them had Intended been sitting to read. Yeah. yeah, some of them had been sitting on my shelves for like three years. So I got like I read them and it oh, was good. So good I I I'm getting there slowly. <laughs> That's actually one of the, the hard things about working in a bookshop is because you have to keep up with all the new releases. Like we have to have read a certain amount of new releases and things. Um it's hard to actually like you I never get to go back and read things that maybe I didn't get to read um, you know, like a year ago because I've got to keep up stuff coming in so that's probably one of them so if you miss one that's it yeah that's it and no time to you know reread harry potter or anything no i don't really get time to reread the only times i get to reread for um the jane austen book club that i run because um the books i pick there they're all classics and i've read most of them before but it's like my excuse to reread them because I have to do it for the book club. <laughs> I like that. Like, yeah. mm, I'll just run a book club to get this. <laughs> exactly. Maybe yeah. you should have a rereading book club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good idea. You're giving us so many ideas for new book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you had a rereading one it could just be like bestsellers of like you know the past few years and you can be like who never got around to reading you know whatever yeah. and then just read that then yeah <laughs> like a dirty poo book oh my gosh we are the worst like we we are pretty bad at not because like even doing this podcast we'll be like we want to interview this person let's read their stuff and I have barely reread anything and actually one of my goals this year was to reread more but it's June and I've not reread anything yet so there's still time to go. There's so many new books. But yeah like it definitely I think if you're involved in the book community in any way as a blogger, booktuber, podcaster Mm -hmm. um, or as a bookseller or anything or even as an author as well like you're just always going to have new stuff which is great but I do miss that chance we to revisit our, the old yeah. old books that I love. yeah definitely now I'm really curious I have another question for you yeah do you know how many books you've read this year um I do but because me and a couple of the other girls who work here um are doing the goodreads challenge at the moment which is um, oh yeah do you do that it's like the um yeah where you you know put a certain amount of books that you want to read and then you um mark them off when you've read some yeah. Um, let me see how many I have read. I haven't read probably <laughs> as much as I would have liked to at the moment because I'm. Oh, I can well, guarantee it's still it's more than us. It's probably going to be more than us. So. Yeah. Um, let me see. It should feel like we should have a drum roll. <laughs> I know. Um. <laughs> no, see, I've only read thirty. Oh, only thirty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've I've read like twenty four. Have you? Yeah, sixteen. That's not mind you. Like okay, caveat there. Most of those have been for my masters, and it's like I've got to read this book. So yeah, yeah. that's the hard part as well when you're studying and everything. Yeah, that's the other reason why I don't reread much because I'll get like I'll be studying something in the new semester, and luckily, like luckily, um, the first semester this year, I was doing a writing subject, and I could very much. I was actually I was writing some true crime. So I could very much choose stuff that I was interested in reading. But at the same time, it was like, okay, I've got to read all these books now as part of my research process. Mm -hmm. And there's no chance to, you know, reread something that I read a few years ago. So, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, how many books do you think you own? Oh, <laughs> that's another story. Um, so I recently had to um, reshuffle all my scrolls because there was a growing stack next to my bed that was just like almost as high as the ceiling because I didn't have enough room on my bookshelves. So I had to like get a different bookshelf for the living room and move some out and shuffle things around. Um, so at the moment my thought is has only got I think a five pile stack at the moment, which is pretty impressive for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh wow. I love uh, that. Yeah. Our book collections. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. They just keep growing. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. um I think we're all definitely certifiably addicted oh, yeah. to books. It's yeah. really bad when like, <laughs> I can't get rid of them because you're attached to them. Um yeah. Yes. yes, like I attach meaning. I'm like, I bought this one in, I was telling Caitlin the other day, I was like, I've bought two copies of this book because I wanted one illustrated version and the other one I'll never get rid of because I bought it in Blackwell's exactly. in Oxford. Like it that, it's meaning. just, I attach yeah. so much meaning. Yeah. And I have yeah. books where, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get rid of this one that someone exactly. gave me as a present. And I like, books where, like, especially with the classics when they're really nice new editions come out and you've got like the really nice ones that sit on your shelf and then got to have like paperback one that you can just chuck in your bag and read as well you don't want yeah. like a yeah. reading version exactly. and a pretty <laughs> yeah I know what you mean oh yeah um well so if people um who haven't yet had the pleasure of visiting better rather than dead want to follow you guys on social media where can they find you um so we are very instagram active um so our instagram yeah our instagram is um Better Red Bookshop, and we also have a kids one, which is Better Red Kids, which is where I post all the like new release kids and young adult books. Awesome, oh, wonderful! And would you mind sharing your personal bookstagram with us? Sure. It's, I should have changed the name if I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> um, so it's my high school nickname, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mish underscore Fish ninety four. <laughs> Oh, I that. So that's nice. That's, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Um, Caitlin, where can people find us? At Better Words Pod on Instagram and Twitter, obviously. Um, our website is betterwordspodcast.com and you can find all the information there. About our newsletter and also our new Patreon as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Those things. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week and thank you Misha for joining us and sharing all this bookish goodness with My us pleasure. we are so excited to come say hi when we're eventually in Sydney yeah, yes. to it. <laughs> thank you guys bye